1: Sexual health. How can relationships, How can relationships, evolve,
0: relationships with evolve with people as they grow and change? Hi, I'm Effie Blue, and this is the Curious Fox Podcast. Curious Fox Podcast. It's for those who challenge the status quo and love sex and relationships. My name is Jacqueline Misla, and welcome to episode 12.
1: We're in December, and with the holidays right around the corner, we wanted to explore the delights and complications that Namanagmi brings to this time of year. And in particular, we want to talk about missing people and feeling left out. So from gifts to family dinners to demands on our times and attention, the holidays are fraught with opportunities to feel frustrated and to feel grateful, And so let's dive in. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) And talking about about demands on our time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. It is a tender time of year. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a time of year where people collect in groups and often what we call family groups, right? And friends. And um, if you are practicing non-traditional relationships of some sort, um, it is a time where people tend to feel left out and tend to miss people or or sometimes excluded in groups where they feel they should be included. And um, it could be tough. It could be tough for partners it could be tough for family members who are struggling struggling with structures it could be also tough just good old fashioned scheduling mm-hmm. and travel and being in all the places at the same time so yeah it's a it's a whole thing mm-hmm. and they're like stacked on top of each other
1: so you have thanksgiving you have christmas you have new years so it's like possible opportunity for conflict and
0: again and again, and again exactly and again. <laughs> exactly i think there could be an opportunity you can say that you can take one and and then the other yeah. you know that there's there's some compromises there but it's definitely to be reminded that compromises are needed yes. or like accommodations have to be made, that it is not as smooth and easy as maybe you feel it's going the rest of the year. It's true. Well, so
1: to that point, that's what I'm doing for the holidays. So I am spending Christmas with my wife and then spending New Year's with my partner. And so you would think then, like, okay, we we worked it all out. Like we yeah. figured it out, we're balancing, and everything is good, and it is good, and, and everyone feels really grateful. And there's still missing that happens, mm-hmm. you know. When I'm with one, I, I will miss the other, or whoever I'm not with may feel not included, and so that's part of the challenge. It's like even when you
0: do, even when you've worked it all out and worked out all the details, mm.
1: then there's still the missing.
0: Yeah. So, uh, do you mean so when 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 you tell me you're missing, do you mean when you're with one partner, you're sort of missing the other one, and when you're with another one, you're missing the? Eight?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, let, let me say, I think it's two things. I do absolutely show up as fully present wherever I am. And mm-hmm. so um, I can get lost in the space that I'm with and with the person that I'm with. And I, I, I feel grateful that I have that ability to show up fully present. And there are absolutely moments where something will happen or there'll be a reminder. You just realize this, like settling in of like, oh, I miss that other person. Mm. And I feel really grateful that I have the level of communication in my partnerships where I can say that. Mm. I can name it and say, I'm really missing this other person or I'm thinking about this or just start talking about I feel grateful. It took a while to get there. Mm -hmm. We we were not there in the beginning Mm -hmm. where we got to that place. Um, And I don't know what to do about it. My, Mm -hmm. you know, as you know, I have a daughter and her father and I co-parent her. And so she's with him a week and with me a week. And so she experiences missing as a constant part of her life. Mm -hmm. She's always only with one of us and always trying to, you know, figure out time when she can manage and spend time with us both. And so there's a lot of conversation
0: about missing that Mm -hmm. happens in my household. For sure. Was missing a part of your childhood? Well, I kind of um, yes, a big part of child my childhood. So I these days in my adulthood, I think I've experienced it so much when I was growing up. I don't necessarily miss people, or mm-hmm. I should say, I'm so used to missing people that it's it's a, it's an emotion that I know I can tolerate really well. Um, I left home when I was twelve to go to boarding school, so um, missing my like the primary caregivers, like my parents, like I'm missing them was a big part of my life from a really really early age. So. You I now I just kind of it's like um I guess I've metabolized it in a way or I'm used you to built a I, muscle. Mu- exactly. It. Like I tolerate it really well. So I don't necessarily again it's it's like you know, similar to jealousy. It's not that I don't feel jealous or it's not that I don't miss people. It's just um I can tolerate it really well and it doesn't interfere mm-hmm. with me too much, it doesn't throw me too much. Um and, but I do feel the the flip side of missing, which is feeling left out. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. there are definitely occasions where I do feel, you know, left out um which i think is the other side of the, like the, mm-hmm. the the flip side right right um and i do feel like sometimes when you are when you feel like you're missing someone it might actually be that you're feeling left out mm. and then it registers as missing mm-hmm. right i do i mean as as we're getting ready to do this episode i kind of wanted to really sort of do a deep dive into um this idea of missing and uh and it I looked at the psychology, the, the, the biochemistry of it all. And as I do, cause I'm a nerd <laughs> um, and also reflecting on my own experiences. So mm-hmm. I know that I've, you know, shared with you before the, the time that I, you know, um, not quite Christmas and holidays, but my, uh, one of my partner's sister was getting married. And um, the idea was that they were going to do like a ceremony for family. And then they were going to throw a big party like down later on in, in, um, in the year. And, my partner sort of when he found out he sort of rushed upstairs to tell me "Yay, my sister's getting married They set a date you know we're we're going to london um i was like yay um and then uh it turned out that she didn't want me there and she sort of her, her way of going about it was um it's for family only and my partner uh my ex partner is married, uh, and and so the invitations were, was extended just to to him and his wife, mm-hmm. and that it wasn't extended to me, and to an extent that it, I was it was I was actively excluded. You know, she's not family. This is for family only. Um, and you know, there are other di- you know th- there are layers of dynamics in that story, um, and the way it was handled. Blah 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 blah. Which you know, I don't know if it's any uh, well. There are other topics that we can get into. (laughs) This this story is gonna come up over and over again, and we'll dissect it. And there's like a bunch of other dynamics on like how do you manage your partners, and Mm -hmm. and how do you um, communicating with family, exactly, and making sure that everybody is invited where they you are inviting them, and all that kind of stuff. And we'll we will dissect the story over and over again. (laughs) Um, But in this case, it felt um, I felt very left out, you know, and because it was specifically set out to you know with the, with this distinction of like family only you know uh and for me you know i subscribe to this idea of a chosen family and and family is what you make of it and um and at the time you know we felt like family we certainly lived in the same building in our family home you know um so it felt very um anti um our relationship if felt very against our it felt very divisive <laughs> um so i felt you know i felt left out um and I think that's, you know, that's, uh, I can see how that could work. That could be same with people who, you know, go home for a family Christmas dinner and the partner is not allowed and the other partner or other partners aren't allowed because it's a family Christmas dinner, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I can see how like this idea of what fam- what is family and you're not family because you're not a recognized label. Yeah. You know, you're not a partner in the traditional sense. You're not a a wife or a husband in a traditional sense mm-hmm. you know you're not really family you are you know you, you don't get included in that
1: right it starts to feel really like existential like who am i what am i who am i to you who am i ex- how do i exist right yes right. if For no sure. one knows about me does this partner is this partnership valid
0: right right Right. Mm-hmm. and if you have any kind of insecurity it's gonna mm-hmm. get exacerbated you yeah. know if you have any kind of worry or concern about your relationship it's gonna like it's it's gonna blow up. and And
1: it's a good point too, because I'm thinking about when I have felt like I was home and my wife was out and I missed her or I wanted to be there, but that wasn't necessarily true. Like to your point, it wasn't about the activity. It wasn't like I wanted to be in that space. I just wanted to be included, yeah. or I felt left out or excluded, right? So no one maybe wants to go to that family Christmas dinner. <laughs> right. Like, no right, one's right. really like, yay, yeah, let me go. But it's just like the fact that you weren't invited. Yeah, the fact that you can't be there.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. I, so I do think like this idea of missing, you kind of have to look at it, like examine yeah. it a little bit to what, like what what's underneath it. I, mm-hmm. I do. I'm wondering. The more we think, of, the more we're talking about this and looking at it, it does feel. Has the same qualities of this idea of like um, jealousy, which is a message. Mm. It's not really a clear emotion, but more of a message of like there's something underneath it. Yeah, you know, because
1: it's a reminder too. I imagine of what you may want or what you don't have. So I was I was with my partner the other day and was on the phone with my wife, just securing up some details for the big family dinner that we throw for for the Christmas Eve. And we were talking about what color plates and napkins and some just like logistical things while she was shopping, and, and then hung up and, and got back to being present with my partner and i realized that that made her a little uncomfortable that conversation because it was an it was a reminder Mm. that there was a part of my life that she's not a part of and in my mind i'm like we're talking napkins and plates like there is nothing exciting like there's nothing to be missed
0: there and i realize it's about being included in this aspect of my life for sure i think that's uh, that's really at the the core of it all you know it's like I think missing is about recognizing someone's absence and and at the same time that your absence in their life. Yeah. You know, so I do think this idea of missing and, and being left out are like, you know, very adjacent to one another. Yeah. And again, if you feel like, you know, if you're missing somebody, it's worth kind of thinking about like what what do you think is happening that you're missing them, you know? And and I do also think that we romanticize, like with most things around relationships, <laughs> we romanticize the idea of missing, right? Like, oh my God, I miss you so much. It means like, that you love me. Like, we have these correlations romanticized correlations of certain emotions or as a proof of love and commitment and you know affection right it's you know similar to jealousy or if he's you know if you're jealous that means you love me if you miss me Mm -hmm. um that means you're like love me you're desperate for me you know and we think these things are good you know these things means romance and love and um and not so much. See, that's really interesting too. So my
1: wife and I recently had a conversation. We've been together about seven years and we show up very like, oh, like desperate for the other person that we're with, for our mm-hmm. partners, right? And I miss you and I can't wait to see and this is magic what we have. And when with each other, when we're home, we're like, hey, hey, what's up? Like, And you know, that, that that sense of longing doesn't exist. And so we actively have conversations about this. Like, okay, should we be worried about this? We're like, no, I mean, I feel good. Do you feel good? Yeah, I feel good. And so when we were unpacking it, we realized that there, is, there needs to be this external verbalization with these other folks who we don't have a formal life with, we don't spend all our time with, saying, like, I still care about you and you're there and I miss you. There's like a reaching out that happens via the phone and via text and, and that when we are with each other, my wife and I, that the fact that we keep coming home to each other is the answer. Now, I'm smiling to myself and I imagine you're smiling if you can recall our sessions from over a year ago when I was <laughs> meeting with Effie, my wife and I, when we were dealing with with, with some of our struggles in opening up, um, there was a moment where my wife said, but I keep coming home to you. Mm. And I was like, but that's where you live. Like, help me under, that's not a big deal. And I remember Effie singing across from us saying, no, no, that's a big deal. She doesn't have to come home. Right. And she does. And I understand that now in a way I didn't then, mm. that we have these magical, weird, really loving relationships outside that we could go run off and explore. And the fact that we leave those at some point to come back to each other is enough of a message in and of itself that we care about each other. Mm-hmm. And so it has helped me reframe kind of the missing thing too. Cause I've worried about that. Like in my relationship, I'm not having that same sense of longing and desperation. Like, is that a bad thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I- again, I think it's because we romanticize this idea yes. of missing, right? It- it's that, that, that if you, you love, if you love somebody, you miss them, right. you know, that if you, and then, and it's a good thing that if you like if you feel like a part of you is missing right, right. And that's the other that like people talk about oh you know without you i feel like a part of me is missing yes. right it's it sounds romantic and you know it's romantic and lovely and like puppy dogs and rainbows and love hearts and then you know there's a, a the, the part of me that really understands attachment and relationships like alarm bells are going mm-hmm. you know like you should not feel like the fact that you feel incomplete without someone i'm like mm, you might want to you know just <laughs> reflect on that a little bit, you or know? About
1: I mean, I, I feel really grateful that I have a relationship that I'm, there's stability, and we don't have. And I, it's fun also to lean sometimes into that new relationship energy and that yes. desperate longing.
0: Yes. I, I, again, um, this came up. I you know I, I was talking about this today, and this came up. I think that the distinction is: is it the cake or is it the icing? Mm. Right. Is is there this like longing and like lustful? You know. Um, desperate longing for one another is that the core of the relationship or is it this like nice icing on the cake Mm. meaning if your relationship is all about desperate longing and you just can't seem to satisfy that and it is Mm. like you know that is what that defines your relationship uh, you know we need to think about how sustainable is that over time and we Mm. all need to think about is it healthy you know but you have a healthy stable you know good communicative um, relationship and then you have these like Fun, lustful, desperate for each other mm-hmm. moments, then that's not that's 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 a nice icing on the cake. It's yeah. like passion and it's like, you know, titillation and all the like the the nice things, a spice. Um but if that is if your entire relationship is about desperately missing and not feeling complete when the other person isn't there, um I would recommend probably looking into it a little bit. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's a great point. I don't know if I've ever made that distinction before, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then how so we I you know I've been thinking about this because I I feel really grateful that now I'm often on the side of always being with someone. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really feeling left out as much now. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes now my wish is just that I am left out. I'm like, <laughs> I'm with too many people. When am I by myself? Um, but that's, But I've been more and more mindful of the experience of the person on the other side mm-hmm. when they are feeling left out. And so when you were in that position, what would you have wanted your partner to do? Or, or what you know what would feel good on the side of the person who is feeling left out How can we support them in their struggle?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think um, asking them is the best, you know, everyone's the boss of themselves. So um, I think seeing the other person's um, seeing them and recognizing their emotions that they are, you know, feeling left out and they're missing you um, and sort of acknowledging that and seeing like, you know, I see that, I see that, I see that you miss me. And, and if it feels, if it's the same for you to say, you know, I miss you too, um, only, only if it's authentic to you and asking like, how can I support you in this time? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what will help? What will support you? Um, I do think, you know, I'm always on the side of the taking as much responsibility as you can for your own emotions. Um, I have definitely shifted away from this idea that it's all you and only you, and nothing can support you, nothing can help you in the way that you feel. You know, mm. I do think that we have an impact on 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 one another. You know, so I think sort of saying having some requests around how things can feel better mm. um, is not, you know, I think is okay. You know, mm. saying like really nice if you could text me, you know, first thing in the morning or before we go to bed, or whatever, whatever mm. is needed. You know, so asking maybe first as the person who is sort of is with somebody and is aware of a partner who's missing them. Um, firstly to recognize that, that, that see the emotion, mm-hmm. secondly, asking them what they need. Right. And then, and then seeing if you can make that happen in some way. Yeah. Um, I really, I think the, you know, the, the two, the two things that you can do on your side. And if you're on the other side, if you're on the flip side, kind of figuring out what is it that you need, mm-hmm. you know, um, is it text messages? Is it phone calls? Is it video calls? Is it, you know, um, video messages? Um, whatever that looks like, right? And making requests and, and hopefully finding a common ground how they could be met. Um, and also just, you know, thinking about um, how are the ways that you can feel better in, in yourself. So, um, you know, connecting with other people. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the easiest thing to do is to... the the. The, the healthiest thing to do is, is to connect with other people because when you're missing somebody is essentially indicating to a need for connection, right? Mm-hmm. We can agree on that. Right. So it's like, it's, it's a need to feel included and it's a need for connection mm-hmm. often. Um, so how can you meet those needs somewhere else? Can you connect with some other people? Can you, um, you know, uh, sh- attend something that you feel included, um, so whatever the other strategies that can meet that need, mm-hmm. sometimes we get stuck on a strategy, mm-hmm. right? And we think that the only way that um, you're going to feel better is with a specific person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yes, sometimes that feels like that's the only way. Um, I assure you, or at least I should say, I encourage you to at least try to meet it with somebody else that's meaningful and see what happens. Yeah. So reach out to a best friend, reach out to a family member that you're close to, um, just try somebody else and see what happens. You know what I like about the strategies that you're saying too, and you're
1: helping me reframe this. I think because I'm such a fixer, like someone's in pain, in particular, someone I care about, I want to make it better. Mm. And you, but even now I'm saying that language. I think I wanted to fix it. You said earlier on too, well, what can we do to make it better? Mm. So that doesn't mean that the pain is not going to exist. Right. It doesn't mean the missing is going to go away, right. or that the disappointment that you're not involved is. Not, is it? How do you make it better? Yeah. So maybe it would. You would feel most elated if you were with your partner mm. and that can't happen so what can you do to make it better can mm-hmm. you hang out with friends can you go see a midnight movie on your own and take yourself out on a date like what can you do just to improve the situation sure. and the mood and change it yeah. yeah
0: yeah and then the other piece of it which i think is huge is to tolerate it mm. that that it is okay. Like, it's yeah. not the end of the world and this too shall pass. Yes, we don't and, need to numb everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that you, on both sides, like somebody whose, you know, natural instinct is to fix and make things, you know, go away to tolerate the fact that your partner for the two nights or the three nights is kind of, you know, sitting with the discomfort of your absence or sitting mm-hmm. with the 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 sadness or the, you know, the the, the unpleasant feelings of your absence. And mm-hmm. you just like, you know, it's a bit of it. It's just like, that's how the cookie crumbles you know Mm -hmm. like it's not the end of the world it's not like um, someone's dead or or absent forever it's just a a short period of time and I think on both sides and then if you're the person who's missing that yeah like missing people is a part of life and Mm -hmm. you know I'm sure you can think of you know, 10 other people that you're missing Mm -hmm. and that that you just have to sort of tolerate some of these feelings, you know, and they will pass and there'll be another opportunity to see the other person. So there's some of it is is tolerating and allowing the other person to just be in that place for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, and support. I mean, I I like your idea of, being
1: mindful of what's happening on the other side because I imagine if you're the one who is out and about, you may not be the one who's at home missing. Mm -hmm. And so can you proactively put yourself in the place of your partner? I remember one time uh, we were, you know, Loretta was going out and, and I felt... Um, I was feeling some sort of way about it. I'm Mm -hmm. sure that I've communicated that I was feeling some sort of way about it. And that night I got uh, like chocolate covered roses Mm -hmm. delivered while she was out hanging out. And so like that was a sweet thing. Like she Mm -hmm. realized that I was in some sort of space and just that gesture alone made me feel like important and included enough mm. in her life mm. that I no longer, like I could go about my evening and enjoy being alone mm-hmm. because I felt like, Oh, she remembered. Yeah. um And she actually at some point gave me like a little trinket, something that, that that's a quote that says something like, you know, don't be silly. I always remember or something that, that reminds mm. me that I'm always, even if I'm she's not texting often or mm. like she's on my mind. And so I've been thinking about that when I, when I went on vacation this summer for a week away, I knew that my partner was gonna be missing me. And so what we decided to do was have a journal mm-hmm. that we were gonna pass back and forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I wrote some pages in it and some letters and notes and poems, and then gave it to her before mm-hmm. I left. And then while I was away, she wrote in it and then I got it back. Mm-hmm. And so we tried to figure out like, yeah. what are different traditions or sure. different little activities that you can yeah, do to make each yeah. other feel
0: included? Absolutely. And it's, it's again, it's like, it's about, you know, when, when I talk a lot about relationship by design, these are the parts. This, these are this is how you design a relationship, right? This is how you define and design a relationship. If you're defining your relationship based on the chair at the family Christmas dinner, if that's how you define your relationship, then that will be your relationship. And if that chair isn't available, then you don't have anywhere to go. If you design your relationship and if you define it in the way that is meaningful to you, that no one can take it away, mm-hmm. right? That it's not reliant on some chair that's available on some table, but it's really the effort that you're willing to put into the relationship with one partner, with two partner, with three, whatever, however many partners. And that is what you choose what defines a relationship. You choose your own traditions, your own language, how you communicate. Then no one can really take... take Take you know take that away from you, and you can't really be excluded because you're defining it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. You, do you know yes. what I mean? Yes. Um. So if you and in, in this idea of like I'm um, you know missing is okay, and having strategy, strategy strategies around it so it doesn't feel so hurtful is great, and and that's what defines a relationship.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I think part of what I hear you say too is also be mindful of the person in front of you. So you're building a particular relationship design with each individual Mm -hmm, person, mm -hmm. and that's not going to look the same. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, with my wife, I know that she may not miss me as much, if you will. And so I don't feel as sensitive. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to go to this place. She's like, all right, have fun, be safe. And like, that's the extent of the conversation Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. we need to have. And then on the other side, I may, may pay more attention. Actually, now I'm saying it out loud. That being said, I think when I decided to spend New Year's with my with my partner, I assumed that it would be fine. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to go here. And Mm -hmm. I assume normally my wife is sleeping by 10 o'clock anyway. So Mm -hmm. she misses the ball drop and it's not a big Mm -hmm. deal. And she seemed fine with it. But then at some point I heard her say something like, well, you know, I've got to think about if... I don't want to think about it as me being alone that day. So I'll think about like going on a date with myself. And just the fact that that thought process was happening mm. was a window into, oh, it does bother you a little mm-hmm. bit that we're not going to be together mm-hmm. that day. And so I think that was just a helpful awareness to me. We, you, you've talked to, uh, about us uh, about this with us about how we can cache Situations or people mm-hmm. like we we program our brains to just be like oh you like this you don't like that great now I know you I don't need to think about it mm-hmm. anymore and in my mind I was like you don't care what I do and where I go we're super stable we're good and I just kept moving on and I wasn't paying attention I don't think enough to the detail of oh was this sensitive and could I have done this differently and how do I approach that and so that little window in that comment kind of gave me an opening to realize that I need to be more thoughtful there and not just cache her in my mind to think oh. She's just going to respond this way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's super important to see the, the the growth and also evolution of people, and also realize like as you're changing, as your other relationships are changing, your partner's reactions. To a, you and your partners yeah, are, are likely to change mm-hmm. you know that uh, at the time when maybe at the time when she wasn't bothered you and your partner weren't so close right, right. as you've cl- grown closer and now you spend a few nights over there yeah, you I do. kind I spend of, half my week back and forth yeah. right so you actually now kind of live live with both mm-hmm. partners separately so there's like you know this is new. I don't think that but I think when she wasn't bothered mm-hmm. in her head you were all you were both coming home to one another yes, right you're right. no longer coming home to one another yeah. you're half the time you're coming home to one another right, right. and, and half now the- we're starting to split holidays like now it's yeah. like encroaching yeah that's true yeah. That's so true. like the situation has changed and so before she wasn't bothered and like in the session she's like well we come home to each other well right. no longer right, right. That's fair. so um, the chances are that she's like well you know not feel so safe like You know, I think at some level, I think on an intellectual level, she knows that this relationship is safe and stable and Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're, you're, you're into one another and you've chosen the life together. I would wonder, though, at some level, maybe a subconscious level that the fact that you're no longer coming home to one another, like as assumed or as given Mm -hmm. like that has to have some effect right yeah. that 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 probably is going oh you know right
1: yeah okay and it's been actually it's been a great opportunity cuz now we've defined or we've we've been able to explore if we are not together most of the time. Maybe then at some point it's going to be 50-50. Maybe then at some point I'm going to spend more time with my partner and less time there. Does that change in time impact or reflect how we care about each other? And we Mm -hmm. realize it doesn't Mm -hmm. and that it's going to ebb and flow and depending on where we are in our life. And so I, I just feel really grateful that these little moments that at some point were filled with such... Hurt and pain and tension because mm-hmm. of our own egos getting in the way because our fears getting in the way that those now are invitations for dialogue mm-hmm. that actually make, now make us feel more safe and more secure mm-hmm. than we did before. So yeah. I feel
0: I'm happy we did the work. Eddie. Yeah, for sure, did sure. you guys did definitely did the work. That's right. <laughs> and and also th- th- there's different different relationship styles, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I know that you your wife and your partner are know each other and yes. they're somewhat civil with one another and yeah, they spend yeah, some time together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Yet you don't have this kind of kitchen table poly or, mm-hmm. or like really sort of hanging out with one another situation. Right. Um, so there's also that this idea, like the way that you're thinking about, is dividing your time, dividing your time, dividing yes, your time, that's right? True. And um, I'm just bringing it up because that might not be the same for everyone who's listening. Yes, right? and that's part of our
1: goal too, is to actually get to get be in one space, and mm-hmm. we'll work towards that at some point. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. Depending on the dynamic and depending on the construct then it's just like a whole different environment of feelings yeah
0: for sure for sure i mean i one of the reasons why i think i took the whole not being invited to the wedding thing so hard it's because we had never encountered that before Mm. like it was never because we were so close all the time and you know our invitations always came with a plus two and we were or at least like people understood that that if you know that chances are, there's three of us could turn up to things, you know. Um, And we lived under the same roof, and um, when I started, you know, when I started dating my my other partner, my my current partner, we would, the four of us would hang out, like, spend evenings together, um, and there was, like, physical affection, and and all that was happening so um it's a very different dynamic than that then it like for me i never really felt like i had to divide myself mm. that it, we can just like include people in you know which is a different dynamic than if you feel like you have to like you that you're choosing to be with one person some of the time and be with the other person other time the other times it's a different dynamic than oh we we'll just include somebody else into yeah. our
1: we have to do an episode On that too
0: We have to talk about
1: Because that's so I, I I like It's like a window Into another world Of I, I I'm not yet at the place Of imagining What it would be like To be affectionate With both people In the same space And what that would look like And Yeah So I'm fascinated When, when people feel really good About that And like I, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to it I'm just like Wow How does that Like again The levels of, of Emotional maturity That that mm. takes Or comfort level Or tolerance Like all of that Fascinate me
0: Yeah I, I think um Yeah I mean it, It's it's all of those things Right I um, I've never never been on the other side of that i've never been in silo uh, I, none of my relationships have been these silo relationships, like si- silo relationships that are happening at the same time mm. most of my relationships have have been very inclusive in like this group that everybody gets sort of by design into. by
1: the people you were drawn to was it intentional did it just happen
0: uh see all of the above mm. i think it's um i think some of it is just liking the idea of like curating that space of just like including more people um i think some of it is just being drawn to to people who are who also want the same thing you know um and like i think it's also like this idea of like a, f- a family like trying to trying mm-hmm. to maybe some at some subconscious level trying to build a like a family dynamic you mm-hmm. know um it doesn't mean to say I, i'm close to it like sometimes sometimes i just want to like have a period of, like, a silo silo relationship that's just, like, separate from everything, mm-hmm. you know? It's not that I'm close to that idea. It's just the the prevailing ones have been mostly inclusive and sort of this idea of close Holly poly dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but every now and then I'm like, I just want to, like, date this person on the side and, like, <laughs> don't tell anyone. <laughs> right, I don't need to bring them out to everything. Yeah, right, exactly. we all need
1: to, don't need to be involved. So let me add, then, do you have any particular either traditions or something with particular partners? So for example, has there ever, because everyone has been together, are there ever moments where there wants something to be either sacred or special between two people or three people or any dynamic like that?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, with, um, uh, with my with my previous setup with when with my two partners and my partner's wife, myself, all living under the same roof, which is no longer the last days of that. Um, we definitely had a tradition of um brunch, like we'd get like family book, we called it family brunch, that at least once a month that we would get together and like be home on a Sunday brunch, make brunch, hang out, um, chill together, catch up, um, and like spend that time together. Um that was definitely a sort of like a thing that we did and mm-hmm. it felt um it felt special to that relationship because um also everybody thought it to us it felt normal i think to anybody who heard we're like whoa what you mm-hmm. you all hang out and i'm like yeah i guess that's special <laughs> you know this is the part of our mm-hmm. um and then i think um special rituals in my head i, I personally and i should just talk for myself because my partners might have different um ideas about this in that setup that i'm talking about i feel like everything was really defined because um one of my partners and his wife were married so that was defined in that and then i you know i wasn't married to anyone so that was also defined and that like worked with and then i was then I started living with my other partner who became my like nesting partner. Um, So the relationships felt defined in themselves and had their own dynamic and their boundaries that I didn't feel like we had to have um, specific rituals. Mm. Um, Though I do find myself developing language, different language in different relationships. Interesting. Yeah. Like, because I think, um, different dy- different relationships have different dynamics, right? Mm-hmm. And Bring I like- out different sides of you. Right. And I like naming things because then you can refer to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, you know, there, there's own... There's like own language and jokes and mm-hmm. in-jokes and terminology that really just makes sense to the other person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and then anybody else heard it, they'll be like, I have no idea what you've just said. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so I think... Th- for me, it's little things. Like, I don't need big gestures and say, this relationship is this. Mm. I think for me, it's being mindful about each relationship. And like, oh, this this is the context, this is the relationship and this is everything about that relationship. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I think, and with us, I think it's like an
1: evolution, maybe closer to that, maybe not all the way. You know, at some point I remember we would talk about where are sacred spaces. Mm-hmm. So are there particular restaurants mm-hmm. or places around New York that felt like they were sacred to us that we didn't want anyone else, our partners bring anyone else there. And uh, my wife and I got married in uh, Brooklyn Bridge Park and the carousel. And I remember at some point she referenced going to dinner there. And I was like, you can't go to dinner there. And she's like, in all of Brooklyn Bridge Park? I'm like, all of Brooklyn Bridge Park? Like we can't. And then at some point, we like started to negotiate down to, okay, fine, not these spots in Brooklyn Bridge. And now it's like, all right, maybe not the carousel where we got married. Um, and so slowly those things start to get stripped mm-hmm. away. But I think that was part of just a fight to retain something that felt special or mm-hmm. felt important or mm-hmm. felt like it was just ours and so you know my wife and I do have particular traditions that we do over mm-hmm. new years mm-hmm. and we had to talk about, okay, so we're not going to be together in New Year's and do that thing of you know the, the reflecting on the year behind mm-hmm. and and naming the things we want to project into the year ahead. and so when and how are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. And so that was also new, like how do we renegotiate mm-hmm. the things that are sacred to expand with our growth um and how do I build out some new traditions now with my partner and and what will those things look mm-hmm. like? and so i I think for me, there is something that's lovely about tradition or, or again something sacred between within a relationship and still trying to figure out how to do something that feels authentic to that and makes room for other people there's a again conversation yeah. a lot, of, a lot conversation. of conversation
0: and different people have different needs you yeah. know like i, I don't, like as i said i don't have a particular need for that but if i had a partner who really felt like we need to have a place that is our, that's our sacred um i think i would honor that you know like i would honor that thing and we're very fortunate and we live in new york city and there's like a million and you know million and one places that you can be and, yes. and have equally good time you know and if that bar that restaurant that corner that statue that you know starbucks or whatever needed to be sacred i i'll honor that you know yeah. i'm not against that at all yeah um i particularly don't have any any need for it uh but, if you do have a need for it there's also there's nothing, nothing wrong with that and i I like that you're doing that in your relationships because mm-hmm. it's it's meaningful you know yeah. um and it you know that's the design like that's your design like, mm-hmm. you're designing a relationship you know it's, it's not just about who and when who you know who who are you going to fuck when you know, mm-hmm. but it's like what is it going to look like yeah. like what is what are the what are the the Details, how are you going to communicate? How are you going to make it special? How mm-hmm. are you going to what are the inside jokes? Yeah, the
1: special spots. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and that's what the design is. It's not just about you know monogamy or non monogamy, but like what is it going to look like? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, as we're it makes me
1: think. Then we started this conversation talking about missing someone and also being on the side of of feeling left out. and Maybe it's just this is a reminder of folks to think about those little things that mm-hmm. make those relationships special and call those things out. Yeah, like send a text message and saying, you know, thinking about when we're at our favorite starbucks and Mm -hmm. whatever or like referencing that joke something that just makes you feel like no no i see you i miss you i'm still connected to you even though i'm not with you right now
0: right right just yeah i think that's that's i think this the thing that i hear a lot in my practice people the the things that come up like the common fears or 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 needs that aren't met is to be seen Mm -hmm. to be heard and to be included Mm -hmm. those are the common themes of people who are trying to have uh, more mindful, more um healthier relationships and have open relationships. And then tackling this idea of like non-monogamy. Um and and whether you're tackling the non-monogamy part or not, the common themes, as I said, come up is, you know, I'll say them again because I'm sure it resonates with people, it's um that you want to be seen, you want to be heard, and you want to be included. Yeah. And by the way, these are very human needs right, exactly you know? just to like, humanity exa- exactly that's like, that's not just one or two that is human needs and i think anything that you can do any dynamics that you can set up that reinforces that um is going to benefit mm-hmm. you know and Figuring out for ourselves. Exactly. What we need to do. Exactly. So that we
1: see ourselves. Yes. And that we feel included and belonging in ourselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: And if a part of that means that you're making some requests from people to do things, then you can do that. But until you figure it out for yourself and you see those things for yourself and Make some requests and give some instructions on how they how other people can support you. It, it's you, you know it's it's yeah. not gonna work out. So I you remember to do that.
1: we did the um monopoly mismatch session with Dr. Eli Chef and she gave the example of the swimming pool and the crack in the pool mm-hmm. and said that if your goal if love for example is the water that you fill into the pool if your pool has a crack in it mm-hmm. you're gonna keep filling it with water filling it with filling it with, but it's never gonna feel full mm-hmm. and you have to mend the crack first in order to feel full and that Analogy always stuck with me because I thought about that. That if you are, if there is some part of you that it needs healing, mm-hmm. and you're desperately trying to get that healing via the love mm. and attention and affection and adoration a time of someone else, you're just going to keep needing it and needing it. Sure. And so, welcoming these opportunities of being on your own to have that sense of healing, mm-hmm. so that when
0: you get that, you feel full. Yeah. I think is part of our work. Absolutely, absolutely. And I would again for for people here feeling like if if you're feeling chronically you're missing people and you're Mm -hmm. chronically feeling left out, um, I would recommend a couple of things. One, um, just pause for a second and look at the rest of your life quickly Mm -hmm. and see if you, if, if, if that part of you that feels left out or chronically left out, chronically missing people shows up in any other parts of your life. In groups, do you feel left out at work? Do you feel left out within your family? Do you feel left out within your social circle? So, um, so, just look across your life and see if that that part of you gets activated in, in other places if it does, the chances are there is a part of you that believes that regardless mm-hmm. that, that that there's a belief that's that's somehow rooted probably sometime in childhood, probably sometime at school or home that you you, you you're holding on to a belief that you don 't belong mm-hmm. that you 're not going to be included that you 're going to be you 're going to be excluded so it 's probably at that level, right? And when you
1: have that story in your head, you start to search for evidence of exactly. it. Exactly. So then you know, oh, I'm going to feel left out. And then as soon as it's something close to it happens, like there it goes again. Right. This is always happening to exactly, me. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So I think, even so this time of year is particularly tender for sure, because mm-hmm. it is the time of year that we gather in groups. And and, and in gathering groups, we are biologically we are evolutionarily drawn to being groups safety in numbers we are pack animals everything about humanity points to the fact that we need to be in groups right Mm -hmm. so this time of year when people are gathering groups in significant ways um it is going to be tender for those who 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 have that part of them that believes that they're not going they don't belong Mm -hmm. right or or that they are going to be left out so P.S.A. to everyone: It is tender, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, be kind to yourself and be kind to people around yeah. you for sure.
1: And it then you know, makes me think. We, certainly, we're talking about this as it terms to romantic partnerships, but think about grandparents and mm-hmm. friends and cousins and who are the people in your lives over the holidays that may be feeling left out or missing or lonely. And can we do the same? Can we extend the same graciousness of of time
0: and effort and energy and, and seeing people for sure? Yeah, I would even take it. I I mean, say this periodically when some people do it and some people don't and it's one of those things that either you do it or you don't but volunteer yeah volunteer yes. it makes a huge difference a great suggestion it really does it's incredible the amount of like you feel purpose you feel like you're doing something you're connecting with people it's vulnerable it's intimate i really can especially this time of year mm-hmm. i mean all year round for sure but especially this time of year volunteer it makes a huge difference i have when you know i lived around the world for a long time and i've periodically in my life volunteered for various things when i moved to new york i volunteered on a, a suicide hotline mm. um for for many many months um wow it is a it's it's a you know it's an amazing thing um if you're feeling down about yourself if you're struggling with things just give that like mm-hmm. three four hours a week to volunteer at something Um, it will only do good things.
1: Yeah, it'll contextualize your situation. For sure. Increase your gratitude. I agree. The other thing to think about, actually, that triggered for me is... To be around other people, but also be around animals. Mm-hmm. You know, my partner spends uh, is a homebody, so likes to, to be alone, and but sometimes feels like you know the the, the void of spending time. And it started pup sitting, mm-hmm. and just being around all these
0: dogs all the yeah. time makes her so happy. For sure, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, definitely. I am a big animal lover, and I just got a puppy myself. Hey. Um, it's very exciting. I'm sure there'll be many stories we'll share about the puppy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just all those things. It's it's again going back to this idea that we get attached to a strategy Mm. to meet a specific need so we have a need to belong we have a need to be included we have a need to connect um those are very human needs and we sometimes get stuck on the strategy we get stuck on the person situation time we have to be with this person at christmas at that table that is not that is just being stuck Mm -hmm. to a strategy um it is you know your need is real your strategy needs flexibility right right Right, because the world's rooted in the external expectation that that means something that i'm
1: not there and then that triggers your internal fear and doubt around then who am i and what does that mean and to your point that if you have the ability to go into your wise mind Mm -hmm. as you say Mm -hmm. and really say that's an external expectation or that's just my fear being triggered that's not the reality of the situation and i can actually craft what i want this to be as opposed to feel like i'm a victim to the situation and take ownership of it for sure yeah
0: Um, yeah define it define it for your yourself Mm -hmm. design it define it um you know define what connection looks like and and inclusion and family and romance and passion like those are all words um, that you can assign to things, yeah. you know, they're not defined and they're different for different people.
1: Just and you get to be more creative. So if you define the needs that you have and you decide maybe the the traditional strategies are not available to you, mm-hmm. then now you get to figure out what you <laughs> want to do. Do you guys want to write letters to each other with yeah. like quill pens? Do you <laughs> yeah, want to totally. send sexy videos back and yeah. Like, what's the thing that you can create that actually is just for you? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And I think um, what a better time of year. to start on that stuff you know Mm. um there's already built an idea of a tradition in this this type of year and it's funny how like many religions many beliefs sort of come to this time of the year um as like you know it's both to do with seasons changing, to with Christmas and Hanukkah and end of the year. So it's like the time of the year is about tradition, beginnings and ends of things and special times. So yeah. it doesn't have to be this one thing, but just use this time of year to come up with the things that are meaningful to you.
1: Yeah. And it's okay to miss people. Effie okay, is going is. away for a month and Aww. Effie, I will miss you. And I will miss you. <laughs> for sure. And we'll have to come up, we're gonna have to come up with some traditions. For, for the new year yes. something some sort of new year Curious Fox ritual for ourselves
0: I like that idea yeah. I like that idea I think um. it has
1: to do with movement maybe five rhythms
0: Always, always. <laughs> the answer for me is always movement and five rhythms. But um, but I do think that we should start the next year and make sure that we do some movement and some dance yes. um, as a part of our, our Let's Go Dancing. Yeah, let's go dancing in the new year. Yeah, I'm in. In the new year. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Amen.
1: So if you, maybe we'll, we'll send out the message. We'll let people know where we are and they could come dancing with us. Yes. If you're in New York City, <laughs>
0: probably in Brooklyn somewhere, come and dance yes, with us. If you
1: want to know where we are at any given point, you should be following us. On Facebook and Instagram Absolutely At We Are Curious Foxes You can also find Our Patreon At We Are Curious Foxes And you can support The work that we're doing You can check out All of our episodes That we have So this is Number 12 of the year Yay! We did one every month this is our first year and we're thrilled about it so if you have enjoyed please rate and review and share our podcast and make sure that you let us know what you're thinking let us know what you want for the new year we're talking about and almost done with our 2020 planning so share your ideas with us rate, review share the podcast follow us on Facebook and Instagram we are Curious Foxes find us on Patreon and then check out our next episode in
0: January yeah and uh, happy holidays and stay curious friends stay curious curious fox podcast is not and will never be the final word on any topic we solely aim to encourage curiosity and provide a space for exploration through connection and story we encourage you to listen with an open and curious mind and we we'll look forward to your feedback stay curious friends stay curious stay curious stay curious stay curious stay curious stay curious, stay curious. Stay curious.